0: you are listening to the light overtime podcast with david Sargent and Corey bartos it is july 16th 2023 it has been a couple of weeks uh didn't really intend to do that we've just been absolutely slammed you know summer gets crazy doing some stuff uh how are you david
1: i am pretty good actually feeling really good today how are you doing
0: i love that not bad had a restful but chaotic fun weekend a buddy was visiting from new york city so we were hanging out for a good long while um Made a decent amount of coffee this weekend, made a lot of food, had like kind of a fiesta yesterday, had crazy venison beef burgers Friday. It was pretty good, Um, not too bad. What about you? What are you drinking?
1: Oh, man. So I did the thing that you see all over Instagram. I poured uh, coffee over some lemon slices. But this coffee is uh, Ethiopian kosher that has big black tea taste notes to it just huge it's just basically black tea might as well be uh with like a nice cocoa aftertaste so not being too complex i thought this would be a good one to try that with and it is really good really good
0: i love that um so this is a little bit of a spitball episode got a couple of things of notes but we also haven't really been communicating outside of the podcast for the last couple of weeks so uh I mean we can start with coffee or photography but what have you been doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, so I mean the coffee definitely has been just 100% full steam ahead pretty much every day that's what I'm doing. Um not much different than weeks past. We are pretty much ramped up all the way to 100% production. I mean I'm selling I will tell you um even cups of coffee. I don't I don't do push that as much, right? I like I don't have like a ton of signage or whatever at my markets but People have found that I have the best coffee around in town, so they come to me, and last Thursday I sold 60 cups of coffee in a couple hours, oh. which is a lot for pour-overs. Um, that basically is me brewing the entire time, which is yeah, cool. Yeah,
0: that's kind of kind of wild.
1: People recognize that it's good stuff, so that's that's great. It definitely helps, and it makes me feel good that people want to yeah. come back. I have people coming back two, three times in the same market. Like, I need more of that, <laughs> which is great.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, outside of that, uh, I did two photo-related things that were really cool. Um, last weekend – was it last week already? I shot a wedding <laughs> last Saturday. I feel yeah. like yesterday. I shot a wedding – It was the wedding of a good friend of mine who was one of my first friends when I moved to Michigan. I grew up in Orlando, Florida, kind of all over the East Coast of the U.S. But in Orlando, Florida, after that, I moved to Michigan in like seventh grade or something like that. She was one of my first friends ever. And it was really cool to have her ask me to photograph her wedding. It was a small wedding of maybe less. It was definitely less than 100 people, like 50, 75 people and um i treated it like any other wedding gig because that's how i do and it was super awesome to be able to be a part of like all of their their family moments because they had family come out from like tennessee and from long distance just to come have this big weekend shindig that included a wedding because that's kind of what it was but um yeah a lot of photos probably like 4500 images and i'm still i'm still in the culling process a week later (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that
0: makes sense. I Um, mean, with all the roasting and stuff, I imagine it's like you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, roast forever, do a little bit of this, do a little
1: bit of that. Yes. So a couple long nights uh, over the next couple of weeks and we'll get her done. Um, But yes, that was great. And my other thing, which is like kind of really cool that um, I've never had before, was I got asked for a couple of images by the Historical Society here in Charlevoix. And I wasn't really sure what they were for at first um, and over a couple of weeks as I was like gathering images for them and having conversations it was uh, it became clear to me that it was for uh, them to print and display as part of a huge exhibit um, all throughout the historical society's uh, Harsha House building here in Charlevoix and for the last like five years or something they've had one exhibit dedicated to the history of photography as it pertains to charlotte boy like local artists and things like that and so for them to do a new exhibit is kind of a big deal and so they contacted me and they cho- they, they it was just a, a drone shot of the channel it's a, it's a nice shot I really like it um, but it seemed to fit in as something that they needed um, telling the story of like the history of Uh, It's actually specifically the maritime history of Charlevoix. So, like a lot of boat sailing, things like that, history. Um, So, the channel images of the channel, drone shots um, of that area make a lot of sense. So, I have, they must have printed a 36 inch print um and that'll be there for at least a couple of years if not four or five like the last exhibit which is really cool. And then they actually got a hold of me for three or four more images that they're going to include um as they kind of continue to piece together a few more things. But they had the grand opening and I went to that. It was really really very cool to see one of my images standing there next to like hundreds of years old other images that are part of archival and other things of that nature um, just on display, just part of the history of Charlevoix and just really cool. Yeah, that's Felt super. Good.
0: I mean, that's why we do it, right? Like, that's why we yes. capture moments and images and stuff. That's super sick. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was
1: good. It was yeah. nice.
0: Awesome. Um, I, I do. I did want to ask, um, how did you find... Uh, obviously you've been doing weddings quite a lot. So like yeah. you're not new, you're a very professional wedding photographer. Um, but how, how do you find it different when it's like you, you are much closer to somebody and how did you uh, mingle your time? And uh, I don't know, did you have any takeaways in that regard where you're like, was it easier? Was it harder? Was it like, did you find yourself?
1: I, yeah, that? I like the question because it's definitely, I think something especially newer photographers who are starting weddings have to deal with um, because maybe you're not exactly sure how to how to deal with people sometimes um, i find it much easier when i know the people because i know if i know how they act with their family and their friends i can much more easily slide into that kind of vibe and kind of be part of the gang which makes yeah. getting photos of them so much easier no one's nervous around me which for a wedding, that usually those kind of nerves like usually fade away after a little while, uh, for everybody. But if I'm just if I just slide in there, crack jokes with them, um, because I know them and they know me, it's so much easier, and so I can capture candids without them even realizing I'm doing it. Yeah. Whereas at most other jobs, I'm there for the job and they know I'm there for the job and they yeah. kind of like you know they're eyeballing the camera most of the time until. Until they get their business done, the reception's going, and then drinks are flowing, and then then I can get them more candids of the other stuff. Yeah. When it's friends and family and people I know and care about, it's I I, I love it so much more yeah. to be honest. Less
0: formal and stuff like that.
1: It depends on how they have it set up because I've definitely had some close friends have like super formal weddings, and I take it as oh, seriously sure. as any other wedding. Right, right. But right. definitely, this one was like. They had like a five-acre compound of trailers and, and cabins and RVs and just like everybody was in the center of all of that, just drinking and having a good time, and it was that yes. kind of vibe. Yeah. And I just slid right in, and that that's that's real easy for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Like a my context for your shooting at weddings is that I helped you with Donnie's, and yeah, so like that and that was awesome. really fun. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. And and like where there was. There was even moments where I felt relatively comfortable and candid, like when we jumped on the bus to go get like the images and stuff. We were just kind of like kicking it with Donnie mm-hmm. and like yeah. whatever. I was like, okay, well, this is like super chill. And then you know, yeah. so it's it's interesting to hear hear the perspective of like how how things right. shake out and whatnot. From
1: the in the from the perspective of like getting comfortable, same same thing. Like very easy, just slide in and everybody's cool with me. Donnie's wedding was just the same way, but his was much more. Formal in that sense of the word, for sure. They had everything structured and all that, all that. Um, no, it was great. We had a really good time.
0: Yeah, awesome. Um, have you had the chance to do any other shooting besides that in the last couple of weeks?
1: Uh, man, I feel like oh no, I did not because I was going to go out for the the anticipated Northern Lights Thursday night, mm. but I didn't. I I literally packed my bag. I had everything ready. I formatted cards, batteries were all charged, two tripods. Everything was sitting at the door. And I went to my bedroom because it was still like nine and I was waiting for the kids to like get to sleep and it wasn't quite dark. I hit the bed just like, I'm going to chill for a minute. Did not get back up. I I just push every day really hard and some days it just, you feel it. Luckily, they didn't really come out too much. I didn't miss much from what I can tell. So I'm not sure about it.
0: Yeah, you would have at least seen two real big heaters on the internet and went, "Dang
1: it!" Yes. <laughs> yeah. If, <laughs> if
0: it was good, you would have knew for sure. That's funny.
1: What I saw was a couple people posting like specific times of this was between one fifty and two a.m. and it was like yeah, and you are like some mediocre uh, thing. I am like, I am very glad I didn't miss ten minutes of just that.
0: Yeah, that ain't that ain't it. That ain't it for sure. Um, but right on. Uh, it's been pretty wild. I think this month is kind of getting away from me a little bit. Um, yeah it's been going by this weekend went by really fast um i i'm trying to remember i'm I'm looking real quick because i don't actually remember the last actual episode we had and when it was released so june 29th okay so we had fourth of july we had all this stuff come up and uh so i've done a handful of things one of the things that i really enjoyed that i did was uh i had a buddy who recently was in the hospital for a little bit um had some pretty wild stuff happen and he kind of recovered a little bit it's still going to be a long road or whatever but he was like hey we're having a shindig you should come out and it kind of was natural that he was like i realize that i just don't really take a lot of photos and it was one of the first times where like somebody wanted he was like he didn't mind he was just like i'm just i want to take a bunch tonight on my phone and your guys's phones whoever gets them like i just want to start doing that more because i realized i don't That's so awesome. that gives me like the casual go ahead to be like i'm just going to grab my camera and start taking a bunch of photos so you know we're playing around with fireworks and smoke bombs and we're we're playing yard games and you know making food and stuff and i was just snapping a bunch of things and i posted like a few of them on my instagram or whatever but Mm -hmm. i i I put like 50 of them in a google drive so they could all have them and uh i I just really enjoyed that and it kind of primed me for like find ways to pull it out for a minute or two or you know snap a couple of images and and don't just like let everything go by you don't got to mm-hmm. sit there and be the guy with the camera all the time but um yeah. i i definitely do not regret like busting that out and doing that so i've been kind of leaning trying to get you know one or two even even taking more cell phone photos of what we're doing and stuff has been pretty cool so mm-hmm. uh i do feel more comfortable doing that however i did find that somehow in transit carrying around in my bag the shutter on my zenit film camera died and just stopped working so i had finished that last frame of that last roll i had a new uh roll loaded up i had like loaded it and everything and it sat for a handful of days and i went to use it and i'm like clicking it and it was my buddy's birthday his mom like rented a, a big like boathouse somewhere in like pawpaw And there's a bunch of people there. And I had my digital camera, so I snapped a couple photos. But I was like, oh, I want to take a couple with my film camera because it was a beautiful beach – not beach house, but like a lake house. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it just, like, wasn't going. I've pulled the film out now, and I've messed with it, and I just don't know why it's not working. But um, I have back here on this shelf a – that Friends, Pentax, I don't know if it's K1000 or it's one of those spot I think it's spot F or something. And it is also M42 mount, so I can use all of my film lenses on it. And so I'm going to use that now. But I've kind of given up on the Zenit because I don't know who's going to fix that. And it's just going to be on a shelf now, probably. But uh, it's kind of a bummer because that, that had like a Pentax 6.7 sound and shutter. It was so mega. <laughs> it just has like a big, like the lever's like... like oh and it was just so satisfying to use and like hmm. yeah is a bit of a bummer but uh yeah that means i am sending out that one roll. i was going to wait to finish this role in july but it means i'm not going to have a july roll because we've kind of already done our birthday stuff and shenanigans so like all of the things i would have used that film camera for is kind of passed but yeah. um yeah a little bit of a bummer but uh it has you know I have been shooting more. Um, Sure. Work's been pretty crazy. We've been doing night vision classes. Um, So that led me to playing with, uh, one, shooting my camera through night vision. um, But also using the infrared camera at work a lot more. And uh, I say that because um, I do have an image. I think I am just going to go through, even though it was just you and I that have images for this month's photo share. I do want to share photos, so I'm going to instant message you the my photo. Um, but if you want to pull up yours, if it's accessible, I don't know. I can also send you yours if you need it. Um, oh, I'd I like to start by going through yours. I'll send you yours. Um, sure. I'll send both just so you have them in one spot. Sure. So, um, yeah, and obviously I'll put those on the screen if you're following along uh, through Spotify or Apple. Uh, podcast or something Um, i'll have links to these so you can view them in the uh in the show notes but um yeah if you want to uh tell me about your image we can get into mine after that but
1: sure yeah okay so this was like a whole ass month ago (laughs) yeah i know it it
0: should have been weeks ago we did this and then we would have had another prompt but uh yeah that's okay uh
1: all right so mine is, oh, I think it's called, what was it called? The Woods Rose, I believe it's called. Uh, That's like the loose term for it. I don't remember the scientific name of this flower, but it's just a pinkish flower uh, that kind of hangs on this prickly little vine that kind of reaches up about a foot off the ground. And that's kind of an important little detail because what I shot, the way I shot it, was from underneath. So I took this Uh, prompt unseen worlds uh, in a way that I I didn't want to do macro because it felt too obvious to me. So while I was out in detour, I was kind of looking around for good candidates for this. And the way that these flowers kind of reach up to the sky, I really thought uh, this would be really cool to see this from the underside, kind of looking into the filtered light of the forest there and that's what i did so i got on the on the ground i was basically on my side with the cameras like lcd screen area basically at the ground so the the lens was roughly a foot or so away from the pink petals of this flower but uh you can see um like reaching up from the stem like the prickly little things on the stem that there's uh, more going on than just a pink flower I thought it was really cool um, there's a lot of blur because of the aperture being at I think it was 1.4 I shot it down to um, so basically all you see is the flower um, and everything else is blurred out of context but I like it a lot the, the, the stem kind of rounds down so that it itself frames that center of the image um in the pink flowers pretty obviously the central focus but i like it a lot i don't know it's kind of simple yeah, yeah right
0: on um you know this is your sigma 50 right the yeah. new 50 d and yeah. dgdn uh 14 mm-hmm. um it, cool that it focuses that close i mean you you're really freaking close to it um yeah. Obviously you don't have like macro reproduction. You didn't do that. It's just right. interesting. Uh, I'll never be this short. So it's certainly <laughs> an unseen world to me. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, super vibrant. The The lighting is beautiful. I mean, yeah. Uh, the the forest floor the woods floor when you have nice sunlight always has just some spectacular stuff going on if you Mm -hmm. decide to take a look at your feet uh happens often on hiking trips for me when you're walking you just start end up looking downward a lot when you're in the woods Mm. um my buddy complains a lot and this is why i want to go back to the desert is when you're in the woods you just are walking through trees and trees and trees and trees so you just you start you stop looking outward because it ends up just being like brown <laughs> <laughs> so that you're looking downward or you're looking up or whatever and then yeah you'll find uh you find out switch the stuff you would have missed if you didn't uh kind of poke around but
1: that's definitely it's... my take I, I i shoot a lot like that shooting near my the ground i'm walking on I've, i yeah. love finding intricate details to shoot like that
0: yeah for sure um yeah i dig it uh yeah I I would love to see a photo set of more of that kind of stuff when you uh when you go and yeah. do those those memes, but it's it's good stuff.
1: Sure. Love to see yeah, it. let's look uh, at yours here.
0: So this was this started as a test image. I was doing a bunch of test images, so I'm just shooting out the back door. Um but I had a couple of different like uh compositions and then i landed on this one and then i just kept shooting this shot like a bunch Mm -hmm. of times with uh base so this is on a a7s2 that's been full spec full spectrum modified Ah, okay and it has a variable ir filter on it Mm -hmm. so it cuts out different wavelengths when you turn it like an nd filter Uh uh-huh and so i'm playing with white balance and uh this IR filter, cause I'm trying to figure out what would look the best and more interesting. Cause without the filter on, the entire sensor just sees like tons of pinks and reds. Uh-huh. It's just like vibrant, gnarly pinks and reds. So when you start cutting out different wavelengths, you'll be left with certain things. So like all of, on a normal camera, all of those trees would be rather dark. All yeah. of the orange would be like dirt and there's a road right behind that tree. Um, And then obviously Blue Sky, but uh, I found just this sweet spot that gave me like an old illustration vibe. I felt like I was looking at like, I don't know, if there was high def images in like a J.R. Tolkien book. I bet he'd write three pages just about how this tree was imposing on the field, right? Like um, it just something about the capture was super gnarly and there's probably 20 other shots of this exact composition with different like IR things, but it's like it's just trippy um I was talking about IR stuff a little bit in the the discord channel that I talk about photography in and um I landed on something that I was like I I like like this is the background on my computer right now I just like Mm. it um you know 12 megapixel sensor but uh full spectrum is interesting too because you're getting tons of light so this is I I can't can't remember I think this is like f11 or something like that and like a fast shutter, like I'm shooting it at like one five hundredth <laughs> um but you just you take in tons of light, and uh I believe this is my thirty five mil g master, and uh yeah, just really really into the i r stuff it uh it certainly kind of changes the vibe of like the woods and the dark when you're shooting in the dark it like it makes it less spooky yeah. for me, it's sure. like it's everything's just pretty wild, so Um, why, why we have one of these is because obviously when we're doing night vision stuff, your white lights and your lasers, they're all IR. So you can't see them, but we're, you know, doing different things where you're like pointing stuff out. All these light beams are everywhere, but unless you have night vision or an IR camera, you can't see anything. It's just pitch black, um, which is, which is pretty trippy. And when you do these classes, you're not allowed to use white light. Um, so you, you have to walk around with night vision goggles on or, Stuff like that. So um, it's been fun exploring with it. It definitely uh, the color balance, like how you set your color balance and your your white balance rather inside the camera, is not intuitive it is not what you would think sure. um, but but to get away from that pink i gotta like send it towards the green obviously to fight some of the magenta but then make it super blue and then it starts to look more natural and not crazy uh-huh. um even though those settings would look absolutely insane if you were to do it on like a normal sensor um but what's also neat is there's just a uh a true color screw on filter and if you put that on your lens it just looks like a normal camera um cuz you just get to choose whatever wavelengths of light you want so you can go oh. buy a buy a filter that filters out just uh just you know 820 nanometer and then you can't see yeah. 820 nanometer or everything but 820 nanometer right so it's hmm. uh pretty wild i'm still pretty new to it um trying to figure out how to do long exposure stuff in this environment with normal cameras and mix it with IR, especially for video, is really challenging and interesting, but um, it's been it's been wild. And it certainly is like everything looks wild and like space and um, definitely a great way to change your perspective on what would, what is, this is like a really boring view to me. This is out, out of my office at work. It's like nothingness. But uh, yeah,
1: well, I was gonna say I like it, um, not just because the experimentation with infrared because that's fun. I've done that. I used to do that a lot, and I really want to get back to that. But compositionally, you actually have like a lot of layers to this, which I like. Yeah. Um, between the foreground of just the dirt and the grass because there's a separation of what's obviously grass and what's not there's layers that go one layer, two layers then the tree. And then you've got the power lines that actually run back and forth and crisscross. So there's not, really this image is not as two dimensional as it might have otherwise been. Right. There's a lot of depth here. So I'm like, I've catch myself going from one corner to the other, zigzagging back and forth, looking really far beyond the central focus of the tree. I like this a lot
0: yeah and it's just uncanny to me like i don't it almost looks like it's normal color but it, then you're like something's off right so it, it sits in like uncanny valley where you're like i don't know what's happening right now what Something the is what, wrong what the heck am i looking at um because it's not like a sepia tone image it's not it's right. so cool it's just yeah. so cool so that's been really fun and uh yeah i don't know
1: yeah, I used to have a lot of fun shooting infrared. Um I looked so weird I was in college. So this was like literally 10 years ago, just walking around with a Sony A55 or A65, either one of the two, with one of those filters on the on the on the filter threads on the outside. So definitely not modded. And so what was happening for me was I was shooting 30 second or many minutes exposures just like of trees and random things and people would ask me what the heck I'm doing in broad daylight trying to get long exposures like that and I'd have to explain and not know exactly what my images were going to look like because they always turned out like junky anyway until I pushed them really hard after the fact because I didn't really know what I was doing it's a lot of fun that is i mean when you talk about experimenting with photography infrared is definitely in that realm because not every tree or plant or surface um will act the way you think it does so it's fun
0: there's there's a lot of there's a lot of synthetic materials like nylons and stuff that uh for instance a lot of the black uh like vests and like um tactical clothing and stuff that, like, a police officer wears, it shows up, like, super white in IR. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, that's wild. Uh, whereas, like, other stuff around it that's also black is just dark. Is that um, because
1: of, like, helicopter views? They use infrared I, I, cameras?
0: It, it depends on... It, it's not necessarily one thing, but there's certain materials that are IR-reflective for yeah. certain reasons, right? Okay. Um, but it's, it's trippy, and it, it's, it's not all treated the same, and it's all, yeah. all pretty wild, so... Oh yeah cool pretty pretty nuts pretty pretty dope uh it's cool walking around i uh, had a loner set of night vision for a handful of days and just walking around with like my little ir light through the woods and uh you really get the hang of it after a while and uh, it's it's funny because like i think some of the older people that aren't used to like super 3d games or like playing in vr and stuff like that It, it takes them quite a while to kind of get their dexterity but i'm like no dude i can't see in real life anyway give me uh (laughs) you mean i'm like running through the woods like a psychopath and stuff and they're like what is he what is he doing what is that weird guy over there like just like giggling and running through the woods um Um, yeah super fun it was like it was a it was a long two like two full days but man was it a good time to to be able to do that and then i I next weekend i'm uh actually going out with some friends and we're we got a whole long day planned of a bunch of things but we're going to be doing some night vision stuff at night uh as a little group of dudes so that's going to be really fun because cool it's wild but i'm going to have a lot of photos from from that day because we're we're gonna we got a lot of stuff planned i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go bow fishing which i've never done and that sounds sick so um yeah pretty dope cool uh yeah anyway so uh, if you're watching this we're i I don't know like do you have a do you have a prompt that you've been thinking of we could just like do one off the cuff but anyway the 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 deal is um it's not like a photo challenge or a a thing we like to we like to have a photo share where we have just some kind of prompt and it doesn't really matter. It's not a rule. It's not something you have to do, but whatever it exudes in you to say, I'm going to go take a photo and you want to submit one. We're not here to critique anybody just like you saw or listened to. We just want to kind of talk about uh, some photography and go through it. So if you want to partake, uh, what do you think we should do next?
1: Can we do something with portraits?
0: I like portraits. I do tons of portraits yeah and and just so you're aware like i said there's not rules there's a lot of people that say product photography is portraits because <laughs> uh, it is right you okay. gotta you got like a hero shot if it's <laughs> if it if it comes across like a portrait it's a portrait a hero
1: uh, shot is like a overall term though you can use that in landscapes too well you
0: can do it well yeah but like you know you can you hero shot like a, a can which by the way plug in uh this is unreleased, but Lute Energy has a new flavor out, uh, so I'll be doing a lot of this product photography. I'm not gonna submit product photography. It'll probably be a dog portrait for for me. But
1: if you're a listener uh, and you want to submit product photography, I'll allow it.
0: I I get the emails. I I say what's what. This is I'll allow it. All right. This is my town. Ta- no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I don't know. Do something that would make me go. How is this a portrait? And then, oh, prove I like me, that. and then prove, prove me, prove me yeah. wrong. I don't know. I like make that. your make your work speak for yourself, and I'll go. Okay,
1: I see you. I see you. I like that.
0: Um, I'm into it. Maybe there's like a mountain, and it looks like a face. Got him. Hey. Maybe maybe it's the sickest moon photo I've ever seen, and that's the man on the moon, baby. Uh, but if you submit a moon photo, it better it better be breathtaking because moon photos are too easy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> Add some context. <laughs> go a little wide with it yeah add a person <laughs>
0: and and don't do uh, man i'm I'm gonna be so mad because i'm blanking on his name it's been a long weekend but the guy that uh that famous photographer guy that sells his prints for like millions of dollars and he just puts the same fake moon and like composites it into photos oh, all the P- time peter it- peter something ah peter something
1: Social sl- an S, right I don't know. I can't remember.
0: Peterson. You know who is Peter yeah. Peter Lick. Peter Lick. Peter Lick. Yeah, That's Peter right. Lick. That's the guy who definitely doesn't composite the moon in his no, images. Even though all. there's even though there's clouds behind the moon. Absolutely uh, not. Would never do that. It's space uh, clouds. We're not uh, looking that. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Portraiture. Uh, we're gonna do portraiture. Uh, there's an email below. It's uh, lotpodsubmissions L O T pod submissions at gmail.com Uh, send me a photo, put the settings in there. Don't put the settings in there. I don't really care. Maybe give me like a, a little sentence that I might read. I might not. I'll just download it and we'll talk about it. Um, you can have an alias if you'd like, you don't have to tell me what your name is or whatever. We'll refer to you by whatever name you want to give for the image. Uh, it's all good. All good fun. Yeah. Um, going into the next topic. Right, right into the next topic. Uh, there was uh, something on the Petapixel podcast, and then there was another article, and it's been being kind of talked about. There was some guy who was like, "Well, nobody cares about my photography, so I'm never going to do it anymore," or whatever. And then they were doing all these uh, hypotheticals, or whatever. So I saw another article that came out, I think, in the last couple of days, where it was like, if social media didn't exist, where would you like? Where would you show your photography? Mm. And I and I started to think about it. And then I was like, OK, so if I'm going to do this little mental exercise for what I would do without social media, why won't I also right now just figure out other ways for me to show my photography and go do it now, even though social media does exist? Interesting, because I've been wa- talking about doing a zine. I've been talking about doing some more prints. Yeah, but I, I posed the question to you. I know you have books. I know you do stuff like that. But if you were challenged by like, I need to like ramp up the photography thing. Social media doesn't exist. What are you doing?
1: You know what's funny is um, because I've been so busy with the coffee stuff and not that I haven't had just enough time to keep me happy with photography, but I have not had the time to post 90% of it. Yeah. And what's really freeing about that is like it breaks me away from feeling the need to now it's like um have you ever like tried to cut out sugar and then like a week or two goes by and then you stop feeling the need for it the cravings and things like that it's kind of like that now i'm to the point where i post like once a week or so or maybe twice and i'm not feeling like i need to post i need to show people i need to post i need those likes like that has gone and if I don't post for a week, I don't even worry. So what's awesome for me is everything is kind of seasonal here. And what I really want out of photography is, okay, it's warbler season. I got to go out and just catalog for me and just get some photos. And like think of a set. I want a set of these things, these conditions, and I want it to be cohesive. And that season is done. The warbler season's done. Gone. Now the, on to the next thing. I want sunrises with whatever kind of birds on the river, get those blah, 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 like cohesive set. Like everything is so seasonal feeling for me that it's just, it comes and goes. And I want to get it for me now instead of for everyone else. And like I haven't even gotten back to writing another book because I didn't make a ton of money on the first one. I'm really happy that they found homes, but I'm like not even worried anymore, which I feel really good about because I still get so much satisfaction personally from it there's so much less pressure because i'm so busy with other things these days
0: he's coffee man now he's not a photographer he's david sergeant coffee who takes amazing photos <laughs> he's like yeah i'm a i'm a coffee roaster i i, I do some photography mm. uh no i'm you just saying it like
1: it. that and it makes me sad
0: <laughs> no i'm just i'm just teasing you. i'm just teasing oh. um no i mean i definitely get it like there's it's so ingrained in how I make money that, like, I, I definitely have a little bit of envy of, like, I just take stuff and it can sit on my computer for a while because it's for me. Because I don't know that I shoot like that anymore. We've had that conversation where I'm like, yeah. I don't know that that's how I'm taking the camera out. Uh, <laughs> right. It, it's always, like, kind of uh, everything is content. Um, mm mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's it's definitely interesting. I def- I, I get that, and it's very cool. It certainly helps that your business isn't around trying to branch out of local because you're doing like decent within yeah. your capacity at um, the farmers markets. Like, yeah. if for some reason you you break that and you got to go to the next step, I'm sure social media will become Things a part of change. your job. Yeah. And I know I know you're not like going to be super stoked about that because it's a grind for sure. But um, yeah, it's 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 cool that you get to do the two things that you like and they're not mutually tied to okay. like the success of each other. that's right that's super lucky like that's awesome.
1: I don't know if I answered your qu- answered the question really though I think if social media was gone, I don't think I'd shoot any differently if that answered your question.
0: No and it does because you're you're not shooting for social media, which is right helpful. like if you're not really doing that now, like you shoot and then you share stuff because you can and people yeah. will see the stuff that you do. Uh, Whereas, again, like I said, when I pull out my camera, it's often with the idea that this is going out to see people. It is being made for content, Mm -hmm. Um, which is just, you know, it's different from the point of picking up the camera and turning it on, Um, which is neat. Um, And, like, that's not to say I don't shoot anything. Like, I... Uh, maybe I I do I am now I'm starting to backtrack on that because I do think I shoot almost everything to post it because like even no, just shooting no a...
1: because even what you said earlier was that you posted a couple things from that party and you sent fifty of them off in a in a drive right like I didn't see all fifty of those
0: well no but I was shooting because they were to be shared like they were With them, I, right? I I well I knew that I was going to post some like I, I think about it as content um okay. I was I was thinking to this weekend I shot. Uh, my, my friend Jordy and Molly have this little uh, corgi named uh, Evie and just a little little bread loaf that I posted an adorable little dog I did see that. and even even just grabbing my hammer because I like shooting dogs I was like I want to put this corgi on my Instagram story Um because it's adorable, <laughs> yeah. so so that that was what the mindset was. I was like, I'm gonna grab this to take a photo. It wasn't to like get a couple of shots of the dog to send to Jordy. I sent him those photos so he can have them because they're nice photos. But um, it wasn't it wasn't to, to anything. But I wanted it in my story. So and then I do a lot of shooting for people's businesses. So like even yeah. if it's like casual marketing, it's like that's what I'm doing. Mm. Um, it's interesting. I I it just the whole question makes me go why am I not working on a zine right now why like why am I not prioritizing putting a zine together and just like sending it to people like doing one for myself and just like Mm. who the hell wants it you can you know if you're far away like give me the three dollars for first class parcel mail and I'll send it to you (laughs) like because I think that would be dope um and I think that's probably what I would do I think I'd get underground with it and try to like just get my work out and tell more stories so now I'm realizing the whole point of this was that i think i would actively tell more stories if i wasn't just trying to get people to see shit on the internet <laughs> because i know people don't care about the stories on instagram or threads or whatever like it is what it is um, yeah
1: the ones that do they're rare right and those are yeah, like well, the connections you make and the people you actually talk to and care about you build yeah. those relationships up, but that's like one percent of all the people that you could reach, really. Right, right,
0: and it's like because it, it's just not the place to like, all right, sit down and let me tell you a story. Like right. they're like, oh, cool shit, dope. It just is right. what it is. Like I, I can't remember the time I looked. Yeah, every time I look at a photo set where I'm like, this is kind of interesting, and I get into a really deep, uh, like caption. I almost certainly go why am I reading this and then just like you I like I don't know what this is I was just like reading a random thing what am I like I, I don't think I have my heart set in this story at all um the right. the photos were kind of sweet I don't know little jaded little not little nihilistic little not um it's
1: uh, it's uh, it's about context right like where where you're actually seeing the images and what it means when you're seeing it like on Instagram man maybe that's the reason why I don't care so much because like discussion is just dead there there's nothing it's all bots and emojis and i do not care otherwise i mean we can go into the obvious next topic but um that's yeah that's my thoughts on it
0: yeah in uh in short i guess um let's just get into it i don't know that i have a ton to say uh what's your initial take on threads
1: yeah um i like it it's simple Um, and part of the simplicity is that there's no ads right now. Right. Like as simple as it can be, uh, there's no ads, no sponsored content. Um, the algorithm is a little weird. I'm seeing a lot of the same things of people I don't follow, which I think is kind of like, not the way I hoped that that would go because you had the option to follow everybody you followed coming from Instagram. So I was like, Oh, cool. I want to see more discussion of like, the topic of photography and cinematography and these types of things. And that's what the platform is really seemingly built for, you know, aiming at Twitter. And there is that, but I wanted to see it from the people I followed. And it seems like it really wants to show me so much of people that I didn't follow, which I'm like, all right, cool. Um, But like I had a community of like people I was really interested in, and I specifically follow those people. Show me that. <laughs> it re- right. they, they're really good at like just trying to like broaden that network to eventually, you know, do ads and sponsored posts and things like that. But I don't know. I think it's good. I, it, it's not a net negative, right? Like, right. it doesn't seem to hurt anybody right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really know. I feel like I was really excited at first and I was like, yeah. okay, this is kind of sick. Um I, I dig the vibe. I mean, it, it automatically did system uh, you know, like dark mode for me. So I there was no barrier of entry for me to be like, I like how this looks. Yeah. Um like aesthetically, I was like, This is cool and stuff, but I swear I within the first four hours, and I'm I'm like person 635,000. Like
1: you're early th- in.
0: Like the second that thing was like available on my iPhone, I downloaded it for me and for my job. Yeah. And just started playing with it instantly. And yeah. it was it felt kind of organic until the, the glass ceiling shattered for me. And I was like, this is people making posts that are just kind of trying to get engagement and also gauge if this thing is going to stick. Yeah. And it, and it felt like it was like just kind of still shallow stuff where they're like, I wonder if I'm like, let's see how many likes this gets. Like, let's say some like goofy stuff. It didn't f- even feel like Twitter. And I, Maybe I just haven't played with it enough still. Maybe it still needs time to like kind of ruminate and do its thing. I don't know that it's going to kill yeah. Twitter, but uh, I, I do think it's it kind of like post because I got really into post news. I don't know if you were on that uh, site at all. No. Um, I really like that because you got a lot of really different engagement from people that didn't follow you. But th- the same thing when people were like, well, we're leaving Twitter because of Elon, so we're going to use post. I was like, all right, let me check it out. And it's a bunch of people talking about how oh yeah, Twitter's totally dead and this is better. It's like, why did you come here to talk about Twitter? Why are we talking about Twitter right <laughs> now? Like, stop yeah. doing I don't give a shit. Yeah, we're all here for the same thing. We all know all the same things that we all know. Yeah. Um, like, where's the, where is the where is discussion? Like, are, are we really having meaningful connections on here? Probably not. Because um, there's yeah. nothing to like, Really, you can like still just kind of prompt or like post a, uh, you know some kind of provocative photo or something to like try to get some engagement and have people talk but it's like what are we doing with social media what like why do I care and what like what I'm trying to get people to click my stuff and follow me that's what people are doing right I yeah, want social I, credit
1: I, I I will say for that first couple of days I had some interestingly organic authentic engagements with people I I did not know that did not cross over with me from Instagram and we just melded together on this one topic talking about like photography and a couple other things and it felt really cool but that like flash faded real fast and I haven't had that again and I'm wondering well because it was there was the
0: initial people that were like oh cool let's see if I can get in like get chat and Right. And like, I get that from Discord like servers that I join because it's like, okay, not everybody's in this Discord server. Like, these are people that are talking about certain things. And then that's where you can have real. I don't know that people are like, we are in the town square talking about this open. Like, people aren't being real in those spaces.
1: Yeah. You can get it's people to be that.
0: real in a Discord. Like, we're out here. I know everybody's looking at me when I talk here. so let's have a conversation or i'm going to be like provocative as hell for no reason and try to just get people to like you know engage right and it and it's i think i literally think it's why people don't know how to talk to each other in public like if i i can't meet new people in public because you got to be like wacky or crazy or something like it's (laughs) not just like just like oh hey like do you come here often like i I come to this coffee shop like twice a week it's awesome cool who, who are you my name is Corey. i do this that's so rare i had somebody do that to me recently they were just like hey what's your shirt mean and they're like hey i'm ryan like and i was like this is crazy to me like what's this guy want he <laughs> didn't he didn't want anything he was just like we're both like the two only dudes that are standing in this coffee shop and i was just like making a conversation i was like this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me
1: but i love that that's right genuine
0: That Shouldn't be how I feel when somebody's like hey, man, what's your name? What happened on the playground where you're like, oh cool? I like your shirt can we be best friends like I? Why am I like no stay away from me demon like I'm Wearing clothes because I chose to wear clothes because I knew I was going out in public and I do what I do because I know I'm gonna be but then once somebody does engage with me in public, I'm like demon (laughs) <laughs> it's just crazy because, um, like, I'm a pretty social guy. I'm a really extroverted introvert. So, like, I I, I can do it, but um, it's, it's just really wild to me.
1: So here's the thing for me. I had a Twitter long time ago, and the way I used it was literally uh, IFTTT post Instagram post it to Twitter. I never engaged with people because, A, I don't like – the format of the way the discussion happens visually I, for my brain just doesn't piece it together for whatever reason. Sure. I don't like it. The same thing with threads. I'm not a fan of the way that it looks that no. how people talk and it's just kind of, it feel like a boomer when I say that, but whatever. Um, yeah. Why I isn't get this defined. a PHP forum? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like on a broad sense, the type of platform that it is makes sense as a photographer. It doesn't make a ton of sense the way, like, even Flickr, the way that it was, was like scroll through random photos, find photo, look at the captions, read the metadata. And it was built, it was built for that. Um, but the conversation was more of an afterthought in threads. It feels like the photography, it's not built for photography, no, so it's like, not at all. No, so as a photographer, it's like I can put my work here, but the part of me that wants meaningful discussion from people are coming from one percent of users right and like how many of those one percent of users are going to actually respond with something that i want them to say it's like all right why am i doing this what am i here for well
0: that might be the first mistake because i don't believe it's supposed to be to share your work it's like it's like to get social engagement and follow through that part of your personality right to like you know speak outwardly to the things that you enjoy and do do a thing or whatever like you know what i mean like it's not like i'm gonna post this photo what do you think about this photo uh i do like the stuff that like hey post your like best photo this week kind of thing and then like then you can talk about stuff but it doesn't happen how you think it would like people are like cool this is an opportunity for me to post my thing but i'm not going to engage with anybody else in this entire thread it's like why
1: well, here's the I wanted thing. That. so
0: I legitimately wanted to talk to you about your picture.
1: <laughs> the last bastion of Facebook that I still appreciate is groups um, and groups only like outside of just posting for business purposes, my coffee stuff and photography, whatever. Like I do want to reach my family and friends and the local people like that's what Facebook's good for. Right. But groups, man, like astrophotography. groups,
0: groups, groups is a shit version of discord
1: that's fine but it works yeah. like no it can but, be but, that's, but that's but that's
0: but that's what i'm saying is like that's why discord is so perfect because in groups even if it's kind of public you still got to go i want to go to this thing on facebook and this is what we're doing and they're moderated often yeah. and like you know what i mean so it's like okay well all of the other social media it's not moderated there's not a reason to engage in the way that you want also right. content's free and i think there's a lot more conversations happening right now about the fact that like everyone expects content to just be free. So uh, it's hard to like care about anything and then good stuff needs to be funded. So people are like, I ain't paying for that. And they're like, okay, well I'm not, (laughs) it's, it's pain.
1: All I meant was that um, I would like to see a type of groups sort of thing on threads. If I'm going to keep using threads and I think that, I will it'd be pretty
0: clutch in threads. I would if like they could to do see spaces. That. Yeah.
1: Cause then people can start to come together in groups, yeah. groups, if they call it that. Um, yeah. I, I think that would make it really more usable for me as a I agree with that. content creator, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, again, like I said, uh, because I, 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 I'm so mad at how Facebook works. Like on a desktop, the, like marketplace slows down like crazy for no reason yes, groups is kind of, groups is kind of broken for some reason um so like it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. but again like i said if i had the parts of groups and like discord that i like but i have access to my followers and people i yeah. follow on a platform that does something like that i would like that hey this is not a thread this is a place with a bunch of threads about this specific thing this is what we like to talk about uh i would be probably more involved in guitar again i would talk about photography right. um, you Which could would potentially be way find-
1: different from a group chat on instagram or those stupid like now that the channels feature on instagram like i'm part of so many now that i need to get out of because they're so spammy feeling that is not what i want on instagram either and i hope that's not the way that it comes to threads i just want like open public discussion just go in to your group this is where a bunch of people like the same type of thing and they will talk about that thing like i want to see that
0: you know sadly the place that's doing it the best that's not like within a sub sect like a discord because that's like a a very private version the best is still reddit um unfortunately like 80 percent of reddit's people are redditors and they're garbage but like (laughs) i actually really like our sony alpha like i go in there and look at people's photos i'll like answer people's questions pretty often like if it's like gear related i still i don't do it often but like A couple times a month I'm in there just like looking at stuff. I'll post a photo if I'm really into it. I'll get you know a little karma or whatever. Maybe people will talk about it. Um that's still kind of the best. But yeah, I think it's
1: good. I have a couple different friends who are really good in their niche of photography who I've I've seen their work, I recognize their work, and then I see it pop up in a post on Reddit, and I'm like, hey, I know that person's work. And I go in and there's like a ton of discussion. I'm like, this is like functioning social media like this is the way it should be um obviously reddit's I, got its problems but it works but i think
0: i think why like a bunch of other people don't like it is because it's not social media because like i don't get my follower i mean they have followers and stuff like that but it's oh, not yeah, a part. but yeah, it's not but it's, not, like it's not it's not the same so it's like people want like you don't get to monetize your Reddit account like right. that. You can potentially make like your own subreddit and it can get crazy like, um, you know, like mm-hmm. Twitch fails and all those are the crazy <clears throat> ones that get bananas, uh, viewership and stuff. And obviously there's wow. some real dark shit on Reddit still, which is not amazing either. But yeah, I don't know. It's, um, it'll be ongoing. Uh, I think social media is one of the most powerful tools. And because of that, it's uh, one of the most... Crazy, dangerous pieces of trash that exist on planet Earth, and people put way too much importance in it. Um, and uh, I'm scared for people's brains because we're not yeah. well.
1: <laughs> sure as the people i mean we're not do you think well. we're better I, i'm not even gonna ask that stupid question better is threads mentally better for people than twitter i don't mm. think that that's a discussion even worth having at this point
0: uh, it's all equal it's how you use it right because like a yeah. twitter doesn't offend me and twitter doesn't like break my brain because i stay in my following uh yeah. like lane and i i know as how a, to immediately what yeah, i thought of when i started right asking yeah because um, most people just don't have self control enough to be like, why am I doom scrolling? Like, stop, yeah. stop doom scrolling. <laughs> yeah, like, I know, actually do, do use else.
1: like the timer feature in Facebook to like tell me, hey, you've been scrolling for ten minutes. You should stop. Like, I can I can actually catch myself and not do that for the rest of the day
0: yeah i'm getting a little better at like i make posts and get back to dms for my work account i'll jump on and see some stuff send a couple memes and then be like what is your next task unrelated to your phone that you can do for the next period of time super important Um, pretty wild stuff uh i looked at the time and i have a couple more things i want to talk about uh (laughs) let's go so the first one uh Jordan Drake, during one of the like two Petapixel podcasts ago, he was using a ZVE1 as a webcam in 1080 and mm. it overheated during their one hour show. Oh. Um, just you know, not recording, using it as a webcam. And uh, he kind of embarrassingly wow. was like, Well, if you wanted to do uh, this like I was planning to do, uh, maybe it's not the move. Oh, um, so like, and I, Im- I imagine he's got you know, a nice computer room it looks like he has his little studio that where he's going to be doing that show in every week and uh it couldn't hack it so
1: wow not even recording so like the actual it's just passing data through to his computer right so it's not recording to his internal storage i
0: believe i believe that is what was happening i believe the uh man i don't know why i already forgot his name but the the host uh probably just gets those feeds and he sets up like his obs or something is uh, how i'm assuming However, he's doing it. Um, but it, it sounds like he doesn't record it, and they edit it later like that. It's just a live show sure. um, kind of setup. But uh, interesting. Like I, I could, I could be wrong about that. But that was the vibe I got. Because then he switched to a normal webcam, and they continued to do the show. So okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah, 1080p uh, is pretty funny. I, I got the link in there. You can see him do that, and it's just like, well, yeah, that would have that would have been one of the things I would try to do with that camera had I gotten there sure. that. So that's that's not ideal. Um, <laughs> the The rumors uh, is no longer rumors because this last episode was going to be before July 12th, but now we uh-huh. have the a 6700 and the ridiculously dope 70 to 200 f4 um and a microphone that people seem to be excited about but every sample i heard sounded awful and i was like why would i use this mic this sounds like shit um maybe i'm wrong i just didn't like focus on what it's doing maybe it's because i think yeah. it's like a omnidirectional like while it, it sounded bad it I sounded badly waiting like to blog. look
1: into any details for you to tell me on the show so go ahead oh, and perfect. tell me everything you know Anyway, so
0: uh, the A6700 is almost a super sick, perfect, like lower end, uh, lower end prosumer, not lower end like consumer uh, camera. As far as I can tell, the only thing I don't like about it is that it doesn't have a joystick um it's freaking spectacular uh it's gonna have 120 4k 120 cropped um 4k 60 and everything else in full width um Mm -hmm. so it does all the video stuff uh it's gonna suffer from a little overheating too but you know it's a smaller camera and it's uh doing its thing um not sure at this exact moment in my life if i'm gonna buy it right now but i'm looking at it very strongly and i'm gonna wait because i i'm just I don't need the camera right at this moment, uh, yeah. but I'm really interested in it. Uh, you know, basically all the rumors as always were pretty much true. It has a, a front dial, so it's got all the dials you want to run the camera, like a professional camera. I would just have to get over needing to use the, uh, touch screen mm-hmm. to move around my focus point. Cause I like to use small single point focus all the time. Um, super awesome very happy uh fc100 battery like literally everything articulated it's it's basically a slightly smaller a7c um one card slot unfortunately but that's what we thought it would do like obviously we weren't expecting to um
1: did it get s any tone and some of the one yep. features
0: It got uh, it has a stuff. it's got ai focus from the freaking top down it's got the it's got even the even the reframing mode cool if you want to do that it's it's awesome it seems to just kind of do uh, uh, as prosumer aps-c like if there was like a 7d mark ii version of like a sony camera it does it seems awesome um shoots in 10-bit 422 uh it wow does awesome if i just needed to get a second camera that shot us any tone and like could do the thing it's perfectly fine it's using the fx 30 sensor like we thought it would it has a it has a mechanical shutter like uh, we had hoped it shoots i think 11 frames a second so it shoots fast you could do birds and you could do sports with it um it does the thing if you're like focused photo and do a little video probably as perfect as it gets other than a pro would probably want one body with two cards right um
1: and that was using was it the FX30 sensor?
0: Yep, so yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I said. It's the 26 megapixel, so right. it's got plenty yeah. of megapixels. Um, um it's awesome.
1: So, <laughs> assuming that we are getting an A7C2, are we just expecting that to be a full frame version of this exact kind of camera?
0: That would be a really spectacular camera if they do that. I don't Certainly. really I, like, tell me something that you would need the A7C2 other than what this does to do.
1: I really want it to have a joystick.
0: Well, I just, other that's than a what joystick. I want. <laughs> right,
1: right. Like, I'm still super happy with my A7C. And if it just so happened that I could have a joystick on an A7C2, I would consider upgrading. Yeah. The fact that the 6700 has all these extra features at the ZVU, and it should, is really great. Um, yep. This seems like a super well-rounded camera. And that's what the A7C lineup should be as well. I think a joystick is kind of like on the higher end of expectations. So right. like if, it, if that camera doesn't come with a joystick either, it's kind of expected. Um, that's just all I want. And I wouldn't mind if it was a full-frame version of the A6700 because it yep. seems like that's really where things are headed.
0: Yeah, like I said, I would take I would take the slide upgrade from the a7 IV, you know, if it did the 4K 120 cropped, um, but gave you 4K 60 full. Um, right. It would only have one SD card, so it's not going to, like, replace certain cameras. It's probably still going to have a just bad EVF, but a bad EVF yeah. for me is better than a no EVF and yeah. I will keep saying that I don't think I'm that bugged that it's a really small EVF I don't care. I need one when it's really bright out and I don't want a big monitor. Yeah. Um I also realized why I need a joystick cuz some people are probably like, well that's dumb. It's such a non-issue. Uh when it's inclement weather or if I'm if I know yes. I'm only I'm basically only shooting with my eye up to the EVF, I like to flip the screen in. Um, then my nose doesn't bump it because especially yeah. with the, the rangefinder, I'm left eye dominant, uh, and I have to have my nose on the screen. Um, I don't like using my right eye and then my nose is off it because then I just, I can't see as well. And I have to close my left eye. I can both eyes right. open into a viewfinder with my left eye. That's why I shoot left-handed fun fact. Cause I'm right-handed, um, strong left eye dominance. So that's super important to me. Um, being able to flip that in and then use the joystick, I do it with both A7 IVs at work multiple times a week. <laughs> I run that yeah. thing closed, and I'm just in the viewfinder. So totally. that's super huge to me. Um, and it just feels safe, even though like the rain is going to affect it no differently if it's out or in. Uh, it, it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more protected when that screen's Yeah, uh, <laughs> And I can still sure. shoot. So, um, you know, ease of yeah, peace of mind, rather.
1: So, it's like a solid camera. I wouldn't be surprised to see you get that thing and be happy with it.
0: Yeah. Andre Pizzini said in one of his posts that he's like, I think this is a great camera, but I'm really holding out for an A7C2. And it just it gave me just enough pause because even if that's a $2,000 camera, if it's that but full frame, um, even if it's the A7 IV sensor, because it's a great sensor. Mm hmm that's a and it's still just a little bit smaller doesn't have the bump and it fits just in like my sling bag just a little better that still might win me over and i might like Mm -hmm. it again i i have the two a seven fours for work i just like to have another camera um i definitely know i'm going to be trying to do a little bit more sports and stuff here soon and start doing some real real photo work and two bodies is going to be pretty crucial because i'm going to want a really really long lens and then like a medium long lens um so, or maybe even a wide, I don't know. I've never shot baseball yet, but I'm looking to do some. Um, sure. So maybe like 20 to 70 and 70 to 200 with the teleconverter is where I'll be, but I'll, I want two bodies. There's no way I'm switching. Right. Yeah. Like that's chaos. So interesting. Um, but I would say for the most part, a release that's completely knocked out of the park, it's 1400 bucks, which is just absolutely insane. It's a good price. Um it's a hell of a camera for that. And there's still so many lenses on the E-mount system that are so wicked cheap and very good that like man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could you could even get like the the 28 to uh, 70 used now is so cheap that like you could get that 28 lens and put it on this APS-C camera and it'd be a little telephoto. Like it'd be it wouldn't be super wide, but you'd be able to do a lot with something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so it's pretty cool. You know, I use Tamron 17 to 28 right now is like nothing. And that's a really nice focal range. Right. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: pretty nuts. Uh, big fan. The last one that I had, that was a rumor was, uh, it was just a patent, um, from OM systems for the, uh, basically using the, um, IBIS to track a astro- ast- astronomy rather. Um, so i i was i was unaware i was unaware so pentax did a gps unit that like attached to the camera and did all this stuff and it's like an all built-in um patent that om systems is doing i looked into the pentax stuff after i saw that because i didn't know about this like gps unit that like lets you do that and like work with the yeah. camera, but it was like an add on unit that put like you put on the top of the camera and it did all this wild stuff and it seemed really cool. But uh, it's wild that one I didn't think of this being a, a use for like built in stabilization because like yeah. imagine just being able to go up to like 150 or like uh, what is it, 30 seconds, 35 seconds, 40 seconds, where you're gonna start seeing star trails regardless, yeah. that's just how Earth works, and then being able to do it just a little longer um that's like that's mega so i thought that was pretty cool i'll throw the link down there i don't really have a lot to say about it you obviously heard about uh the pentax stuff uh and it's just a patent and it might not even come to an om system camera but <laughs> yeah. i uh I, I think it's super sick
1: yeah i mean i don't really i keep seeing once or twice a year something that om systems are doing and it's like oh yeah they're still around right you know?
0: well they're they're different they're under yeah. the guise of OM systems and not Olympus right. um yeah. but so, I mean they're I'm,
1: I'm glad they're doing something and trying yeah. to innovate and if they do it small scale forever that's fine
0: yeah. their glass is super good. Um, I've used it on micro four thirds bodies before uh sure. i I still like micro four thirds I still think like if you actually stick to having small camera bodies with camera like small lenses uh people love the om5. Uh, It's cool stuff. It's just like kind of a sleeper. Like if you wanted like a really good telephoto, um, uh, wide depth of field, like nature system, there's a ton of guys that are like, yo, I just want really long lenses. I don't need shallow depth of field. That's crazy. I'm trying to get like, 10 lions in a photo like a pride of lions or like killing a zebra and i need like all of them boys but i ain't trying to get by a hungry pride of lions yeah um you could do a lot with those systems so they're yeah. they're cool they're super cool um yeah anyway it was uh sweet good for them uh i definitely like that um and then i was talking to a friend who just finished an album he does a uh, really spectacular uh like ambient textural like pretty wild but also like well composed uh he released this record he well he hasn't released it quite yet but he told me this idea of a thing that he wanted i don't know if i can maybe i'll cut a little bit of this out because i don't know that he wants to like throw out his idea for like this yeah. album cover or whatever but i didn't know anything about red sprites and oh
1: yeah
0: and they're wicked sick. And I've been trying to figure out, one, how I could shoot them. Two, if having an IR camera shooting something like that would be cool because it'd be wild because the light would be crazy. Um, but uh, all of the list of wild things. Um, what do you know about capturing those and how can I do it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, here's what I know about red sprites is that they are really hard to predict. Yeah. Um, they happen pretty high in the sky so if you're going to try and capture them you're going to want to try and do it wide because the chances of you capturing them close up are not because you don't know where they're going to happen exactly they tend to happen i hear more often in like prairie land thunderstorm type of scenarios um like a mixture of like dry air moist air thunderstorms lightning can happen those types of scenarios but they tend to um happen higher than this those storm systems. So like above them. So you really want to be back yep. away from the storm system. So you're kind of like a storm chaser looking for these scenarios. Um but they don't happen in in all in all scenarios where there's thunderstorms. You just I don't know a ton about them. Um yeah. but they are it's, rare. It's w- It's
0: wild atmospheric like high level discharges and it's super gnarly like I was reading some guy who captures them all the time had like 70 hours of footage to get like a handful of them or whatever and I was like that's crazy but I want it because they look nuts like it looks like War of the Worlds or something they're so so cool. Um, and like I guess it's kind of like the northern lights in that like your eyes aren't really going to see a whole lot. Yes. Um, and it's a flash anyway. So like good luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess they discharge after really gnarly lightning strikes or something like that. And they're like secondary charges like really high in the air.
1: That's about what I know. Yeah.
0: Something. Yeah. That's like the gist of it. I'm no, no, uh, meteorologist or anything like that. I don't know shit about that. Um, but it's super neat. And then obviously, like, I looked into like elves and stuff like that. And I was like, this is super nuts. I don't know how I didn't know about these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would like to, like, I don't know. Can you time lapse these things and just like pray? Cause like I'd yeah. love to start that trying. That would
1: probably be the smart way to begin is, yeah. um, going where, other people are telling you that this is happening in Michigan. I can't tell you that there's any place that I know is it's yeah. prevalent. I can tell well, you I'm, like flatland storms.
0: I'm gonna be in like Utah, New Mexico, and shit. That might soon. work out. So, so yeah, I'm, I've been kind of been kind of looking into it because I think it's like yes. super wild.
1: I if I if I were you, like specific setup for me would be like 20 mil time oh, yeah. lapse all night. Um, as far as like a shutter speed goes, I don't. I have to imagine that it would be similar to like a meteor um, a meteor, uh, meteor shower <laughs> setup where uh, if you take a 20 second exposure, you're going to get that little tiny streak. And that might be what happens with red flash if you get one at all. So it might not matter too much between a two second, second exposure versus a 20. Um, it, I can't tell you how, how that would yeah. go. i I
0: just started looking into it and it's it's again it's something that's going to be a super passive thing i do when i know a storm's coming in and i can just like i'm doing something i can set up a camera maybe i see some kind of an interesting composition i go all right i hope i get something
1: right Um, Well, i can tell you from um a preparation standpoint is um get like something like the windy app that can show you where the systems are moving from like whether it's north to south or west to east and and try to stand off from it such that it passes in front of you not over you so that your chances so i just i see way
0: more of it for way longer yeah Yeah, so that you can
1: see the top of it at all times right because that's yeah i want to be seeing that's about the most i can tell you
0: yeah super cool if you've never yeah. seen anything like red sprites or elves or any of those other crazy things that happen like way above the the clouds uh super buck wild um, mm-hmm. they look like sci-fi things like you will think they're <laughs> ai generated at this point in life right um <laughs> super wild yeah. stuff so uh other than that though i i'm just trying to shoot more uh I, I got some stuff going on um with with Lude and some other people and i'm i'm getting out sure. there um, which is exciting so over the next handful of episodes i'll have uh, a little bit more to talk about i think i'm definitely working on some things um so that's pretty cool but uh i was worried we weren't going to get an hour and we went over a normal time so <laughs> i think that's what i'll leave you guys with um yeah feel free to drop us a comment hit us up again we're like we're not looking for engagement we're, we're looking to meet people and like actually have a conversation like tell us what you're working on let's talk about some stuff yeah. Um, if you got questions for us, I'm down for Q and As. I do it like three mm-hmm. times a week for my job. Like I love q and A. Q&A. Uh, <laughs> yeah, even um, if it's
1: just one of you guys who's super geeked about one little thing we said in this whole discussion, I'd love to involve yeah, you. Yeah,
0: let's go. Um, leave us a review if you've been liking the show on, uh, you know, podcasting stuff. Um, portraits for next month. It's the 16th right now, so it'll just I'll let it go until the end of August. Um, we're just gonna get like the most banger freaking portrait you can in the next month and a half and we'll see what happens uh yeah i like it that. should be fun um those links for that email how to share what we're doing is all there all the things we talked about will be down in the the show notes or the description on youtube um it's all it's all good to go you got anything for me, david
1: nope that's it i'm good
0: sounds good well uh we'll talk to you hopefully soon and see you in the next one
1: bye guys